Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is another Daily Dose of Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So, um, I was doing a Google search, you know, I was looking up some information, and yes, boomer that I am, it suddenly struck me how things would, you know, the Google search would fill in suggestions or ideas trying to help me out to ask the question I was going to ask. And I know that there's uh, video games that are focused on it. And I kind of, you know, was thinking about it. So I decided to type in something about empathy and to see what questions came up. And I figured that, well, it might be kind of fun to do a speed round sort of thing, answering the questions. So I typed in, can empath and I got that far, and so some questions came up. And so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be reading off the questions, and let's see um, how those answers come out. So it's it's interesting because um, some of the questions kind of made sense. Some of the questions were a little bit bizarre. But um, anyway, let's do this. Can empathy be taught? Uh, well, technically, I mean, the way I hold it, sort of, you cannot teach somebody to have the ability more than what they're born with. And I do feel that the use of it can be taught. It, it's sort of like, you know, we all, you know, were runner, you know, we would run around as children, but that doesn't mean that we were able to be Olympic runners your level of expertise with something and your your ability to work with it and, and optimize your use of it, that is something that I do believe can be taught. So uh, technically, yes. Can empathy be learned? Okay, so I almost took this out because like, well, if it can be taught, then, you know, learning is just the other side of that. But it is actually, to me, a different question. Um, a person can be presented with information and with resources and with all of that. The question is, are they willing to absorb it? So I would say the answer to that question is, it depends on how much they want to learn it. It's amazing how sometimes if somebody says, well, I want to learn this and I want to learn that, and it's like, okay, you know, well, here's the basics and here's the steps. Well, well, I don't want to learn that other stuff. I want to learn specifically how to do this. It's like, well, but you can't do this if you don't learn the foundation, if you don't learn the basics. So pretty much if the question of can empathy be learned is very much based on that person's willingness to be open-minded, to set aside some of the things that, you know, their, their preconceived notions, the stories they have attached to what they can do with it or what they think they can do with it. You know, if they want to, it's like, well, I want to learn how to do that. You know, these are not the droids you're looking for Jedi thing. Uh, no, you, know, you can, I mean, at, at very, very, very high levels, that is a possibility sort of, but it takes a lot of years and a lot of practice and a lot of learning. So if somebody wants to genuinely learn how to create a deeper resonance in order to be able to find balance with themselves or to 
you know, be able to become a more efficient healer or to be able to understand people or to just be able to feel okay walking around in their skins, yes. But if they are not motivated, if they've got a whole bunch of ego wrapped up around it, or if they've got some sort of weird story about what they think empathy is, then I'd say not so much. Can empaths be mean? Uh, technically, yes. Uh, empaths can actually be quite mean. Um, now, that being said, there's light and shadow to everything. And just because we're empathic, just because we fe can feel that resonance doesn't mean that it overrides a person's own human nature. And people who are mean, who are empathic, fall into that category of those who are, you know, fall into the, the area of the empathic narcissist. And also, um, you know, even if it's not as extreme as somebody who will utilize intentionally utilize their ability to resonate, to manipulate people. Um, now, you know, mean is very subjective. If somebody says something that, you know, or makes a statement and an empath responds, and often it can be from an empathic nature that somebody just blurts out something. You know, if, if somebody says, you know, it's like, well, you know, I feel really, you know, attached to this person and an empath who kind of doesn't have the filter on says, no, you don't. You don't want to be here. You don't like that person. Could that be viewed as mean? Yes. Could it be viewed as honest? Yes. It all depends. You know, mean is, is judged by the person hearing it. And there are some empaths who don't have the filtering or the, the social kind of limiting of themselves. But yeah, an empath can be tremendously cutting because they can be able to sense what is that person's most vulnerable emotion or what, what is their most vulnerable thing. And we could go after it. So, you know, that generally is not something that happens because when somebody else feels bad or, you know, or, or we've done something to damage someone, it is damaging to us. So with a few exceptions of, of sort of aberrant rogue versions of empaths, generally empaths, if we do say something that is either mean or, you know, we're just upset or we're angry because we can get that all on our own. We can experience our own anger, our own frustration, all of it. So yeah, sometimes we are not at our best and we are not at our most patient. And the vast majority of the time, if we do say something mean, we want to make up for it pretty quick because we can feel that person's hurt and it reflects into our, you know, our own spirit. And then it's like, oh, wow, I, I caused harm. So I need to do something to bring this back into balance. So um, technically, yes, but it, it definitely is something that we work on. Can empaths be extroverted? Absolutely. I mean, often people who are empathic will have a tendency to draw back because especially it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you haven't got your empathy managed you can get very overwhelmed by a whole lot of stuff going on. And so sometimes we do tend to 
you know, prefer smaller groups and, and not have a whole lot of, of interaction because it, it escalates very quickly. That being said, um, I know a lot of empaths who love being out in the crowd and who enjoy it almost specifically for that reason. It's a, there's a huge amount of input and we do kind of, there is kind of a rush feeling, you know, sort of a head rush feeling that happens when we're experiencing a lot of energy. It's, it's like why I love going to rock concerts because you've got this huge, you know, pulsing the music and people have this wonderful collective consciousness of loving the music and loving the artists and, you know, all the great memories that they have in the songs as they're yelling them out and, and all of that. So there are times when uh, empaths love being around people and I kind of balance that. I do enjoy being out with people. I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm fairly social and I definitely love my time alone. I definitely love my time, you know, on my mountain, in my cabin, just me and my dog and my cat and my video games. So it's kind of a balancing thing. I suppose that I would be considered an empathic extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert because I can appreciate both and I do enjoy being away from everybody, but I function very well in crowds and dealing with a whole bunch of people. So I would say, yes, absolutely. An empath can be an extrovert. Can empathy be negative? I suppose that depends on how you look at it. If somebody is an unmanaged empath and they are just constantly, you know, there is no way they can build an eye of the storm. They're constantly being batted back and forth by the emotions and feelings of others. If they live in a toxic type of situation, in a toxic environment, maybe they work somewhere that's really toxic. Um, it, being empathic in those situations, I would definitely say is not an advantage, especially if you have no way to dial it down or turn it off. So it is very important for empaths to understand how to be able to manage their empathy so that it doesn't have those negative effects. It doesn't take over their lives. Empathy should be a choice, you know, not a reflex. And you should be able to decide whether or not empathy is applicable in any given situation. And the ability to turn it down or turn it off means that you can be able to be in those, you know, very intense energy situations and still be able to, you know, kind of stand your ground and be grounded and, you know, find that balance point. So um, empathy generally is only negative when it is making your choices for you as opposed to you making those choices. You know, you still need your autonomy even from your own instincts. So, you know, kind of, sort of. Can empaths sense danger? Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of, um, you know, the, the like Spider-Man, you know, the spider senses are tingling. Sometimes we do get a sense of things around us. Now, if there is specifically like, you know, if we're in a group and there's specifically someone there who, you know, maybe has ill will towards us. Yeah, we pick up on it and it's important for us to realize that because most people have that most people have that 
that little thing that says, uh, this isn't a good idea. This isn't, this isn't something I should be doing. That's not someone I should be hanging around with. You know, when you get that immediate feeling that you don't trust someone and if they try to get, and usually, you know, they try to get closer to you or, you know, or they get into your personal space and all you want to do is run. Um, that is an aspect of empathy. Yes. Because you're, you're resonating with their, what's going on inside of them. And if that stuff is no good, then get out. You know, it's, it's, I mean, you know, could we, do we know if there's going to be an impending car accident that we're in? Or do we know that, you know, something's going to fall from a building? Not necessarily. Um, it's, it, empathy is not precognition. Um, it is not telepathy, although it can lead into it, but, you know, we'll discuss that at another time, but it allows us to perceive if someone near us has intent and that usually is something it's instinctive and everybody should listen to it because there can be like little warnings and after it's like, you know what? I knew I shouldn't have loan that guy my car or let that person use my phone or you know things like that we all have that little gut reaction that says uh this wasn't a good idea so um in that aspect yes can empaths see ghosts i have i don't know if it's because i'm empathic I would say we probably have a slightly higher chance of seeing them because, you know, a spirit form is still energy. It still, you know, has a place on an energetic spectrum. And what we do is we resonate with energy. Now, I, it may not be so much that we see ghosts, but that we perceive them, that you sense something there. You you are aware and, you know, as ghosts. Now, for those of you who don't believe in ghosts, you know, I, I believe them in them because I have seen them. I've experienced them. And the idea that, you know, if, if it's, if there's a lot of negative energy associated with it, we can perceive that. If it's, you know, a loving, maybe it's a relative of ours that is just there because they love us and they want to be there for us. And I have experienced that. Ooh, motorcycle. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's a really, really, really hot day and the doors open just to help circulate air. So if, if you hear background noises, sorry, but anyway, um, yes, you can be able to perceive spirits. You can also perceive like, you know, nature elements and natural spirits, which I have also perceived, which is very, very cool. But, um, do we see visually just because we're empathic? No, uh, because there's a lot of people who may not even be empathic who can see ghosts. And, you know, that's a cool thing. What we can do is we can perceive someone there. We can perceive a consciousness. We can perceive an intent. So it's more about what we feel. Can an empath feel a ghost? Yeah, no reason why they can't. Can empaths heal? I mean, this has a couple of different ways. Are they, you know, because I mean, it was just like, can empath, E-M-P-A-T-H, and then that came up. Can empaths heal? 
it didn't specify whether can empaths heal themselves or can they heal other people and the actually the answer to both is yes you know we can facilitate or the empathy helps facilitate any type of energetic healing work whether it's reiki whether it's um, quantum touch whether it's you know no matter what it is any type of healing modality that deals with energy which we resonate with where we're connecting to the energy of another person which we resonate with uh, that does intensify that connection so yes empaths make phenomenal energetic healers and also because we make very good counselors when we can be able to, you know, keep our perspective, but empaths make excellent count, you know, counselors for people who need to talk things through. And that's another aspect of healing. Now, can empaths heal within themselves? Can an empath who has been wounded or damaged energetically or emotionally, can we heal? Absolutely. Without question sometimes we need help in order to release the story and release the energy and there are a lot of different ways to clear that energy empaths can heal just because we're empathic doesn't mean that we have to be victims of anything and we're not victims of it of anything we can be able to process something bad that's happened to us something hard that's happened to us and be able to move through it find whatever lesson we're supposed to have and move forward, you know, maybe bruised and scarred a little bit, but just like everyone else, we can move forward. So yes to both. So thank you. I'm curious to see the, uh, the response from this and please put it in the comments. Um, I have an, couple of other groups of questions and those will probably, you know, will just go faster because I wanted to be able to explain this one a little bit more, but, um, yeah, you know, I think it was just sort of something different that I wanted to try. And so let me know in the comments what you think of it. For those of you who are listening in on blog talk radio, I invite you to visit the link that's in the description that takes you to the YouTube page. And if you have questions or comments there, you can put it into the comments for the, uh, for the episode over there. And I will be checking those and making sure to answer the questions. So if you have any questions that you would like, please let me know. And if you have any comments or concerns about this or any other video, you can reach me through my Facebook group, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. You can also contact me through my email address that is in the description, and you can follow me on Twitter and DM me through that. If you like this video, then please press like, and if you would consider subscribing, that would be awesome. I would very much appreciate that. The channel is, is growing slowly, and about a quarter of the people who watch the videos um, they aren't subscribed. So if you would consider doing that, it would really help me out and help out the channel. So enough questions for now. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and see you next time. Bye.